just a bloke in a bar. How was the weekend anyway? How'd you how'd your voice pull up? Uh pretty rough. Pretty rough? Yeah. It's good hit out. Good hit out? Yeah. <laughs> Good it hit was out. a good turnout. Good turnout. turnout. Good turnout. I didn't know you knew that many people. I'll be honest. Like, really? I look. I'm you didn't a fan. Think I knew that many people. I'm a fan. You know I'm a fan. Yeah, I know you're a fan. But fucking, that's a lot of people. You, what, you don't reckon I can move and shake? There's a, a lot of big swinging dicks in there. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> couple of big dicks in the room, man. Couple of big willies floating around. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, of course. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. I wasn't there for the end bit. I wasn't there for the end bit. Yeah, but there's a couple of people there where I reckon you go, yeah, yeah, okay. You'd okay. be ogged up. The man. way they move, they just got that swagger about them. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got that movement about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Quite literally. Unbalanced. Yeah. <laughs> Tripod sort of stuff. You know, Standing there leaning forward. Like, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. How are you looking like Michael Jackson right now when he does the moonwalk? <laughs> oh, it's not even when the It's when he like leans to oh, the yeah, side. Oh, yeah, sorry, the side, but the to the side. front. Yeah, but to the front. <laughs> well, it's because I've got a tripod. <laughs> Keep up. Not me. Other people. So if they're a close talker, mm. it's usually because they're a tripod. That's right. <laughs> That's right, because they land in India. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be there, is their body is leaning towards. That's you. right, and they they're just taking a breather. <laughs> but it was a good hit out. It was a great celebration of rosé. It was, it was the greatest rosé in all the land. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the general consensus I got when I was there. Well, that's what everyone's saying. <laughs> I think people were surprised at how good it tastes, because yeah. people I think were like, mate, triplets. Like, just going, these guys are fucking dribblers. Yeah, and they don't know what they're doing. And I reckon they're peddling shit. Mm. Crap. Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong, bro. Yeah, no. We, we, we don't skimp on quality. And it's also, not what I do. It's not what I'm about. Like this age-old myth that you've got to be in a family of wine makers for thousands of years to be able to create a good wine. Uh, it's the people drinking the wine that know a good wine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. For example, winemakers think that, and I'm not having a crack here, I'm You're just, in the industry I'm just, now I'm too. just like, I'm in the industry, so I can't, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. There are some winemakers that th think it doesn't matter if you sell a red or like a, a dark pink, a red rosé. Mm. I go, listen here, bro. <laughs> you, you might be able to sit down and convince me that chemically it doesn't matter, mm. but you don't know how to sell jack shit if you think you can peddle a, a dark red rosé to the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be light pink. Okay. And it's as simple as that. Okay, okay. So if you try to sell red rosé, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Huge trouble. You can't be in every store going, I swear it tastes good. <laughs> it's just not, it's not scalable. It's not scalable. <laughs> you could do it at one store maybe. Mm, Convince yeah. a few dribblers. Mate, like, are you, not, you going, are you going into every store in the country at once? Are you Father Christmas well, now? It does taste like it. Yeah. It, it does. Like there's no difference. <laughs> well, why are they different colours, bro? <laughs> so it is light pink, mine. And Tom's, who's not here because he's sick again. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what are we up to? Twelve times this year. Honestly, he'd be he'd be he'd be, he'd be keeping track with once a month. He's wouldn't he? He, honestly, he's in breach of a, an imaginary contract. If there was a contract, yeah, he'd be in days, breach of it. He he breached it about six months ago. Well, put it this way, How, I would, uh, Maddie might be able to look this up. Do you get eight? It's eight. It's eight. And he's it, used them and, and then some. I think he used that in the first fucking six weeks. Jeez, he and we gone, don't even have eight shows. He would have gone close. <laughs> don't even have eight shows. No, we don't. We don't do eight shows in six weeks. <laughs> he's still fucking. That's happened. how sick he's been. <laughs> <laughs> that's how fucking sick he's been. Oh, far out. Um, um, but that's why he's not here. So obviously, I'm manning the ship again. I'm happy to do so. Yeah, you always turn up. Very rarely sick. 
I, w- I do want to say, you know what would be funny with the Big Day Rosé Day? Big mm. Day Rosé Day. Yeah. Um, pink party. Pink party. Pink party. Is if you like treat it like a Cairns festival, like a Cairns film festival. <laughs> you got everyone to like applaud for how good the rosé was for every minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you could stand up the front and be like. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. What? So you basically like set it up so that I get a standing ovation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've never had one. Yeah. Have you ever had a standing ovation? Well, a standing ovation, we have to define what it is because if someone stood up to celebrate a try, I don't think that's the same Mm, as a standing standing ovation. That's not a standing ovation. Even though technically they are standing and ovating. Mm, They are technically standing and they are ovating. I understand that. I I consider a standing ovation more like, you know, maybe the Tigers are up 8-4 in a trial game and the the players are going to the sheds and the crowd stand as one and to celebrate them. Yeah, okay. Because the, the thing about emotion, Denon, is that we succumb to them. Yeah, yeah. And so if someone scores a sick try, you're up and about. Yeah, you can't yeah. help you it. You can't control it. Whereas a standing ovation, Just, I think, is more considered. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You've had time to think about it. You've all decided to do it. There's, there's no, like, emotion has clouded the decision. That's right. You may be in a state of emotion to a degree, yeah. but you're far more rational. Yeah, and yeah. you've decided, along with the masses, that what you've done is worthy of consideration. Like 8-4 in a trial match. Like exactly that. like that. <laughs> exactly. Let like us know that. in the comment section, what is a standing O? I like to call them standing O's. So do I. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the standing O. But have you? Like, I've never been... I've never been lucky enough have you given a standing o oh fuck yeah i've given a standing o i've given i'll tell you what standing o's are interesting actually i went to see this uh this pianist once because i'm pianist pianist because i'm cultured you are cultured and the bloke got one of the great standing o's all time (laughs) to the point where i was like we need to wrap this up because my hands are fucking sore as shit okay but people there were like losing it (laughs) Like losing it with this standing O. It probably went for ten minutes. I feel like maybe, mate. That sounds like a long time. I know they do that. It was definitely over five. In those circles, they do that. I feel like they're trying to outdo each other with who's like the most, uh, who's the most uh, appreciative. Yeah. Could you imagine if you like followed the dude home standing O? Like, so you could be the guy that gave the most standing O to him. Can you look up longest standing O all time? I think it might have been Joseph Stalin got a ripper. What? Like hours long. And they basically stand there and they're like, people that stop clapping, you might be taken around the back. Get get the, the longest standing O, but then also get like the longest real, like passionate, actual real standing O. Yeah, not not a gunpoint standing Gun, O. Because that's just like... <laughs> but I am still interested to know uh, what that number was. One man holds a historical record for the longest standing ovation of all time. Guillermo del Toro received a mind-bending 22 minutes of applause for his 2006 film uh, Pan's Labyrinth. 22 minutes. 22 minutes? 22. Where were at? Was that at like Sundance or something? Like, yeah, Cairns Film Festival. Cairns. It was at Cairns. It was, it was at Cairns. Cairns. Yeah. 22 minutes? 22 minutes. What? That is fucking <laughs> insane. That's like more than a quarter of the movie. 22 minutes? <laughs> oh, can't be that good. Come on. It can't be that good. You almost you should almost put a stop put a put a timer in now and just let it run for the rest like up yeah, to 22, and see, 22 minutes. minutes. Hey Matty, could you oh, you know what? I'll put a timer on my phone and when, we'll say when the 22 minutes is up cuz that is fucking out. No, look. I've seen some good films in my time. 
Can I, I tell you something? Yeah. That is absolutely outrageous. Oh, 22 minutes. Do you reckon he went home and just fucking jacked himself off all night long going, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm I think I, he would have been committed. In a mirror, just in a mirror, just going, fucking 22 that, minutes. You just, you, you wouldn't be able to come back down to earth after that, I don't think. But I go back and I've gone in a full rabbit hole of watching SAS Who Dares Win, but it started, there's this YouTube um, Australian one where they, they trial to join the special forces. Ironically, with the Australian one, so what they did, like the YouTube, it's a great YouTube, and I got a thousand links for the Rome documentary, so you're welcome everyone that I sent that to, which is a great documentary. Um, but the SAS one, what they do is on YouTube um, for the Australian one, so the SAS Who Dares Win, it's an English one initially, first five seasons, and then I think the guy's Ant Middleton, he came to Australia, he does a celebrity one now. Anyway, the Australian one's a different one, um, anyway, so they get you like emotionally invested in all these different guys as they're going along the course and it's mm. a hectic course, like so hectic. But then what happens is it, right at the end, all dudes that you don't know make it because you're not allowed to know who's in the freaking special forces or the SAS. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, damn it. I don't, I don't know who won it. I don't know. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. It's a, it's a real, it's a real it's entry a course. It's a real entry course. Yeah. So it's not just like, uh, so basically all these guys are already in the army, I'm pretty sure. Then they get, um, you know, I guess they go to the trial for the army. Yeah. Whereas the SAS, they, the SAS Who Dares Win, which is a great show, especially the first few seasons. Holy shit, it's good. I cannot stop watching it. Like I, I started like three days ago. I'm already in season four. Do you frothing? I froth it so hard. Anyway, so that one, it's weird because they go through all this craziness nine days mm. and then at the end of the nine days, they're like, all right, you pass the test, but you don't join anything. You just go back to normal life. And that's it. That's you just, it. But you know you've passed. But you know you've But the problem is, is that the nine days SAS or special force entry courses are actually weeks and weeks. And on top of that, you don't know when it's going to end. So the, I'm pretty sure when the real ones that you do, they try like condense it down to nine days when you do like, for example, we did one, um, well, well, I did three or four at the Broncos, one at the Dra Dragons, and then, yeah. And he, they were like w telling us stories of guys. So you enter the, the course, it goes for, you don't know how long. So it could go for fucking three or four weeks. They were telling us stories of guys that literally, a bloke, had, he was a gun. The man led everything, killed it. They were like, mate, this is the fucking one. This is the one. They've been weeks into it. We're talking sleep deprivation in deserts, dropped in the middle of fucking nowhere, said, get out of it. Five minutes before it's ending, the guy walks up, says, I'm done, voluntary withdrawal. Anyway, the SAS guy goes, and this is the guy on the camp, Broncos camp was yeah. telling me that this happened. Yeah. And they go, mate, I want you to go sit over there for 10 minutes. Yeah. Because the camp, well, for four minutes or whatever it yeah. was, the camp was gonna end that like very, very soon. And go and fucking think about what you're doing and then come back to me and tell me if you wanna do it. He came back a few minutes earlier, said, no, nah, I'm out. Boom, they ended the course a few minutes later. Are you serious? I swear to God. Wow, you would live with crazy regret. Oh my God. You I would live with crazy regret. Oh. Like we're talking weeks and weeks on end of just getting, like living outside with a sleeping bag, fucking leeches all over you, oh my. pack marching all day oh long. My cup of tea. But it, I recommend, if you can find it, because you have to go deep in, deep into the web to find the first five seasons of SAS, Who Dares Wins. 
You have, I have to go on like daily motion to watch it. Um, <laughs> you so have gone deep. Yeah, so deep. And also I missed out on the last, like season four, the last episode's freaking missing. Anyway, so I got to like see, anyway, um, season one to five is mad because it's like, yes, it's for TV, but this was before you had to be really, like celebrity is a little bit different because it's fucking super hard, but obviously that there's a certain level. They can't go, I'm sure they don't do that with the real special forces. No way. Half the celebrities fucking on, on the Australian one, half of them leave the first day. Which is fair. I understand because it's fucking tough. Yeah, but like... First day. It gets tough. It gets tough. Yeah, but what? First hour, first day? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm probably a day two sort of guy, I reckon. I would, love to know, I would love to know, the SAS guys, how different it is. Is it just more elongated? Is it more fitness? You know what I mean? There'd be, it, there'd be an answer. Yeah. Get, get, that, get this Ant Middleton bloke on the blah. Ant, if you're there, mate. Would you if you, if you're a potty? fan, yeah. Come on the potty, bro. Come on the potty. There Come you on go. the potty, Ant. And if you want to see Beak on next season of SAS. No, no, don't do that. Write something in the cat. It's in already there. a no. Put it in the comments. What about you? What are you and Eddie? Are you and Tommy? Me and Tommy go on there? Yeah, yeah. Nah. Put in the comments if you want you and Tommy. <laughs> but great show, though. Great show. Great fucking show. It's, you know what? It's, not an ad. It's one of the last, yeah, it's not an ad, but it's one of the last bastions of like close to reality TV. Yeah, I'd go along with that. You know, because like they're actually doing things that are super hard and super uncomfortable and they're getting filmed doing it. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of other reality TV, it's like- Well, I think I think when the Honey Badger was asked to throw down with a woman, you were oh. like, oh, okay. This is like, oh, this nah. is this is pretty fucking, they're not, hide, they're not hiding much. Yeah, they're not yeah. holding much back here. What, are you, what would you do in that situation? Mate, I would feel very uncomfortable doing it. Oh. Very uncomfortable. It, wouldn't you, you and just- like, And to be honest, I'd probably get fucking flogged by whoever he was fighting, to be honest. <laughs> like, I probably would. Actually, they were athletes on that. It's so not about me getting flogged. It's just about like, you're brought up with yeah, like- Yeah, yeah. You've got to course. overcome like a very strong- well, Being taught not to hit women. That's all you ever hear, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like all you've ever known. Yeah, yeah. So then to go against it would feel it strange. Very strange. Very strange. It'd be very hard to do that. Um, and also you're thinking, fuck, this is going on telly. Oh. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of this. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, nah, so but like I said, I'd probably just go out there and try and fucking drop the hands. Maybe See the chin? I'll tell you what, you don't need much pressure. Put the chin out and maybe just get go to out. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Mate, they were athletes on that, so they'd be able to... Fucking oh! You don't need much pressure. Could you find out the pressure on your chin that you need to get knocked out? It's actually not as much as people think. It's like not much at all. Mate, I'm 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 more than aware that there's there's a lot of women out there that could knock me out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, speaking of blokes that um, oh, what a little Alex Volkanovsky, eleven days notice, he is going to rematch Islam Makhachev for the 155 world title after of Charles Oliveira pulled out. Now, to put this in perspective, before he fought Islam. Everyone was like, Islam is the boogeyman of the 155 division. No one's beating him, undefeated. Islam is so- Can't be done. <clears throat> can't be done. Islam is so big, he barely makes 155. Uh, Alex Volkanovsky, if he wanted to, could make 135. Mm. He, he's a small 145er. He's doing this on 11 days notice in Abu Dhabi. Like, you know what I mean? Like in he's, his home backyard, pretty much. Mate, he's off his fucking head. He's he, like, this guy is unbelievable. I- Get him on SDS Celebrity. Mate, he'd kill it. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be fair. It You'd be like, what am I even watching this yeah. show for? I know who's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, like, it'd just be a complete waste of fucking time. Like, he's, he's, he would be too good. 
Islam was was just talking all that mad shit in the before the first fight, going he doesn't know what he's up for up against. He doesn't know my strength. Mm. And then at the end of the fight, Volk's on top of him, pounding the shit out yeah, of yeah. him. And now, now Islam knows his strength. Mm. He's a different kettle of fish. This point. oh yeah, I can't say for sure. Like part of me is like, if he's just taking this on eleven days' notice without, he must be in relatively good. He's nick. always in good nick. But I wonder if he. Has gone. What's the fight that I want the most? Mm. That I that I'm not up for next. That if I'm if there's a pullout, I'll, I'll get put in. Is probably in his Islam fight. So maybe he, he just he's, he would have stayed ready in case yeah. Oliveira pulled out. And I think also Volks know well not knows, but I got the feeling after the last fight, Islam doesn't want the rematch. Correct. So I think, and I think that he's like, this is my opportunity. Only chance. Yes. This is my only chance. But what's crazy is he had fucking surgery three months ago. 12 weeks. So what's happened? Where's, where's he at with that? Like, so, it, he must be recovered, obviously. He must, yeah, he must be recovered. But 12 weeks ago, he had surgery pretty much. I'm pretty sure. Could you check on what it was? I think it was like a wrist or a... And he's going to get in the ring, uh, in the octagon with Islam Makhachev in Abu Dhabi. Like, in 11 like, days? In 11 next days. Sunday, next Sunday. It's annoying because it's on a, the card starts at 5 a.m. which And is he's going he's gonna to get up early and do it. He's, he's not gonna, even going to get sleep in. No, he's going to get up early. Oh. It's 5 a.m. He's got to get up at 5 a.m. Well, earlier. He's got to get up at like 3 a.m. Like 3 to go and fight a beast <laughs> Islam. I mean, fair enough if you get a sleep in. Yeah. Seriously. Because he's he's such a proud New South Welshman that he only obeys the New South Wales uh, clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is 3 a.m. He's getting up probably earlier. Probably 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe 1 a.m. No matter where he is in the world, he gets up in New South Wales time. <laughs> 100% he does. And he's been forced to get up at 1 a.m. To fight, he's probably fighting 7 a.m. So he's got to be up at least 1 a.m. At least 1 a.m. He loves his state. <laughs> he loves his state. Uh, UFC 290, it was after that where he had to get surgery on his arm, and that was in July. Alex, if he wins this, Denon, if he wins. I want to see his head on a coin. If he, Bruh, if he isn't given the fucking keys to the city by that prick down there that doesn't get it. Write him out. He needs to be, like, kicked out. <laughs> like, are we talking, like, full coup style? I'm, so I'm talking find an old, an old bathtub, put oh, him look, in it, and... If Volks want to lead the coup against the mayor of Wollongong, I'm behind Volks. I'm behind it, 100%, because <laughs> it's absolutely outrageous. If he wins, Denon, it'll just be one of the great mornings of my life. Oh, mate. If he, if he wins, I know you got John Jones and... You nah, know, fuck For him. me, he's the GOAT. Fuck I don't him. care. I don't care if it's Aussie bias. I don't care. I don't care. He's probably already my GOAT, but if he wins... Definitely my goat, seriously. And I know John Jones has got this crazy record over so many years, and you got Anderson Silva, GSP. I don't care, he's the goat. If he Sorry. Wins. Sorry. I said it. I said it. I Sorry. Said it. And I'm a casual. Call me, oh, you're a fucking casual. Say it. I don't give a shit. I still think he's a goat. Sorry, bro. He's the goat. He's already, he's the boy, he's a pound for pound champ at the moment. Number one, I'm pretty sure, ranked pound for pound in the world. He goes up, beats Islam on 11 days' notice. Give him that goat status. Give Just it give him. it to him. Give Hand it, to him, it over. And who would be more deserving? And who would be a better a better goat, really, for the sport? Like, let's be fair income if we can for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goat we've got right now isn't a great guy. He's a uh, – look, definitely not a good guy. He's not sure. a good guy. <laughs> In fact, he's a huge pig and he's a bit of a problem. Whereas Volkanovski – You can get around all of him. He, what, what better champion for the sport than the yeah. nicest guy in it? I don't have to say – just talking about his fighting <laughs> every time I'm I say sick I like of saying him. that. I'm sick of saying that shit. <laughs> it's about annoying. Fighters. Yeah, but you got to respect him as a fighter. All that other shit, you know, uh, not too good. Yeah. I don't want to say that about fighters anymore. I just no. want to say I like him. 
because because a fighting is like it's almost in a fight with itself because sometimes you've got these champions that are just they live up to like what people that don't like the sport think of people yeah. that fight yeah. in it yeah whereas volkanovsky all round he can heal this he can heal us <laughs> heal us heal us all you know what i mean yeah i like that yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing more frustrating as a fight fan going, just as a fight fan, just a fighter. <laughs> I, like, I really like him, just a fighter. You don't have to do that with you. Matter of fact, how many seconds around the world together is he saving yeah. by becoming the best in the world? Seven seconds. Saving seconds. He's saving time. He's saving time and apologies that I shouldn't have to be making. Because it's given, of course. I don't fucking know John Jones I'm apologising for him. <laughs> Not apologising, but like... Prefer, prefer, prefacing? Prefacing me saying I like him as a fighter. Yes. Just yeah. a fighter though. I don't like him as a fighter. <laughs> don't want to do it. Um, also, uh, reports. Michael yeah. Maguire has agreed to be New South Wales. Actually, before we get into it, Bloke Lager is on promotion in all IGA liquor stores in New South Wales. Use, I, use IGA liquor store store locator to find your nearest IGA. Take advantage of this while the offer lasts. That's right. Every single IGA liquor store in New South Wales, Bloke Lager on special. If you're not in New South Wales, we're in celebrations, IGA, liquor legends. I mean, you name it. Bottle O, get in, grab a case of Bloke beer, give her a try. It's a beautiful, beautiful beer. Uh, now, reports are Michael Maguire has agreed to be New South Wales Blues Coast next season. I heard that this morning. Mm. Read it on the car ride in. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't using my phone in the car, so don't fucking pin me for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Denon, last week we came on the show and I must admit we were all a little bit like, who the fuck's going to coach now? Mm. Sometimes... Yeah, listen, Freddie was criticised, mm -hmm. right? People were asking for his head. Sometimes I think it takes it takes a strong person to go, you know what, I need to go for a quick breather and just rethink this whole thing. I just need to think about it for a second mm -hmm. and just run scenarios through my head. A scenario like if Freddie was to leave, who would, who would replace him? Maybe a scenario like that. Because we're calling for him to get sacked. Yeah. What's, okay, let's walk this through. He leaves, then what? And then we would have started going, okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Sure. Matty doesn't want to do it, does he? We've asked him a couple of times. No. Nah. No Matty Johns. No Andrew. And right. his whole coaching staff is yep. basically all your former no, legends. No Badiris? Okay. No Badiris. Right. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Greg Alexander's gone. Uh, <clears throat> mm, interesting. Well, Greg also decided to leave as well. Yep. 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 So who we got? <laughs> Who the fuck have we got? We don't have anyone. That's the that's the long and the short of it. Um, positives. Mm. We, we look for positives here. Would Michael Maguire be my first choice? No, he wouldn't have. Has he won a comp? Yes, he has. Mm. Was that a long time ago? Yes, it was. Be a decade when next year. But it's still you can still see a decade. You can still see oh, it. Yeah. Ask Matty. Ask Matty. Ask Matty. Ask Matty. He can still see it. Oh yeah. He can still see it. Ask fucking Sam Burgess. He can see it. Oh yeah. So there's that. There is also, I mean, does it, is it good form coming off a Tigers job into this? Does that, is that like a good form line? And he's the current Kiwis coach. Let go of the Tigers into, I don't know how that form line works. And then he's the current Kiwis coach. Obviously they're both part-time roles, mm. so it's not going to affect it. But it's it's a we, it's it's it, it's That's weird. it's, it's weird. sort of a bit weird. But it's a little bit weird. In in Madge's defence, Wayne was the assistant Kiwis coach. Yep, and he also helped England as well. He, well, he, well I thought he was the full time coach for England. Was he not? 
Yeah, actually, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So yeah, sure there was. is precedent. There's precedent. I don't. I really, I don't <coughs> see that as being a big deal, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, because he's a new origin, origin start of the year ends in early July or late June, and then you know the tests are like October, November. Mm. So, so you don't see <coughs> that you'd rather you don't think him concentrating all twelve months just on the New South Wales role is an issue. I don't know if you need to. Okay, I don't know. Well, I, I don't look. I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you need to. Mm. Like, and maybe you do. Like, but then you but then you ask yourself, Freddie wanted twelve months, then they didn't give it to him. Mm. So obviously there's the, there's people in New South Wales rugby league that don't think that twelve months is necessary. Mm. You'd have to think that. Well, yeah, for sure. Because if, if your job, right, if you're on the board of, of New South Wales Rugby League, one of your big jobs, not the biggest, but one of your big jobs is winning origin. Mm. And you would think that you'd leave no stone unturned. If they're of the opinion that you don't need 12 months to win an origin, like, sure. Mm. Does fucking Billy work 12 months a year? I think that the reason why 12 months, and just, got, just so everyone knows... We've just hit 22 minutes. That's how long that standing ovation worked. What? It's too long. That's too long. I don't care how good the People's movie. hands would have been bleeding. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't care how good a movie is. It's not worth that. What's it called? Pan's Labyrinth. Which is considered a classic. Quite I haven't even film. seen it. Um, I haven't seen it either, but I've, I've heard it. It's I've, heard the, I've heard the term Pan's Labyrinth. A lot of fucking social climbers. Yeah. Fuck, where it's in the room. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, look. Am I shocked that it happened at Khan? Not really. No. Not really. Uh, which is... Uh, I, I also like the pronunciation, Cairns. When I was over and uh, we were at, in France, went to Nice, which is uh, just down the road from Cairns, and we didn't, get to, we didn't get time to get down again. I was like, I want to go where all the fucking standing over people, That's right. people are. I didn't get to do it. Was Nice nice? Because Nice was nice. Mm. But if I had gone down to um, Cairns... To Standing O Town. Uh, maybe I would have felt the fucking vibe and be like, oh, now I get the fucking Standing O Town. Do you reckon there's a plaque down there commemorating the moment? <laughs> the 22 minutes? It'd have to be. <laughs> surely. Surely. Surely there's a, there's, surely there is. And everyone, anytime someone walks over it, the Standing O starts again for 22 minutes. Like a, an audio of it. I wouldn't mind trying to get a world record for a Standing O. I reckon I could do one for 23 minutes to try to get a record. To get the record? How many people would we need? To do the Standing O. Yeah. And what would we do it for? Well, big day rosé next year. <laughs> it's a great ad. Twenty-three minutes, Danny, our longest in history. Get all the mates to come that come last year, come again, and yeah. Just yeah, drink it and just go. Yeah, drink and clap. That's all I need you to do. Oh. Drink and clap, and there's a fucking case for you, for free, for fr a free case. Yeah, a free Stand case. And clap. That's a fucking great idea, Danny. You're an ideas man. Now, Michael Maguire, you were saying about Billy yeah, Slater. So, okay, so. Um, the, I guess I think you can coach the side in less than 12 months. But I think that the bigger, I guess, broader picture was, is that you would want them to be coached 12 months a year to be getting around to like communities and then junior staff and just like building the love for New South Wales. Mm. And I think that's what... And you think that's the coach's like, whoosh, of course. I think it is his role. I think that's yeah. what should be part of your role as a Queensland coach is connecting yep. back with the community, whether it's, mm. you know, country, city, whatever it is. Yep. And if you're only doing it for five months, do you lose that kind of, what, I mean, what Freddie, because I think people forget, 
obviously you got the results on the field with, with three series wins, 50% win rate, which is the second most of any coach, essentially. But people forget at this point in time when Freddie took over, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully as a Queenslander, but like New South Wales had almost fell out of love with Origin and New South Wales as a state. Like there, were, there wasn't that connection to the team like there was you know, maybe 20 years ago. Rightly so, because there were so many losses. What yep, Freddie did correct. was get that excitement back into New South Wales Rugby League, in my opinion, outside looking in. And so my concern is, is that if you don't have someone for 12 months and it's just a smash and grab job to a degree where you come in, you win or lose origin, and then you go again, do we lose everything that Freddie built over such a long period of time? Oh, so, many, so much blood, sweat and tears put into building the hype up for New South Wales. Again. Yeah. I completely agree. The, the problem with Michael Maguire, and I, listen, I don't know him for a bar of soap. It's just, this is a vibe thing, punters and dribblers. I don't feel that this bloke bleeds fucking blue. Mm. Like it doesn't, he doesn't feel like a fucking man that loves his state. Do you, do you he might, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like you're like, Billy fucking all that bush poetry, he loves Queensland. Mm. Big mouth fucking loves Queensland. Mm. Fatty Vorton loves Queensland. Like all these guys, you know, that loved it. But you knew Freddie loved Queensland. I well, mean, you knew Freddie loved New South Wales. You knew Ricky Stewart loved New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do I know that Michael Maguire well, loves- is, Do you think that's because he didn't play for New South Wales to my understanding? And it's you need just, a former player? It's almost, like, it's almost like these guys that I've just mentioned, they almost just fucking say it all the time. Mm. Every time there's a mic on them, they're, they're saying something to that effect. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're vocal Where about it. I've never it. really heard Michael Maguire talk about New South Wales. Never. Yeah, it's a fair Never. Point. And maybe he has and we haven't seen the interview, but just generally. But you know what I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just I, a I vibe. It. And I could, I could 100% be wrong. But that's, I think, why when he was announced <clears> and I read it today, I was a bit like, ugh. Because obviously he's got runs on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Like the guy, the, the man can fucking coach. Like well, I mean, obvi obviously he can. He's won a premiership. Look at the Tigers right now. Like everyone put shit on him at the Tigers, and there were a lot of things that I definitely disagreed with what Michael McGuire did at the Tigers. But at the end of the day, mm. it's a shit show without him at the moment. Correct. And they've got a better side. Which could you imagine Michael McGuire with this side. current side? Hundred percent. So like he's probably making finals. The bloke can coach without question. It's more for me when I saw it. I'm like, I don't even like. Do you? Where's New South Wales for you personally? Well, Is that, it, that's just what I, that was my first impression. You could even say like, were you even aware? Like, as in I, if, if he was from fucking Western Australia, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly. have Exactly, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Look, I think that he wouldn't have been my first choice if you had heaps of choices, but of the choices, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, like, I know, no, I know exactly I'm not saying mean. that disrespectfully. No, no, like, no, no, no. Like if there's Freddie, Joey, yeah, you know, Danny Badiris, all these legends. Like, obviously, I not obviously, but I would lean he towards. He them. wouldn't get. He wouldn't get. He wouldn't get the job. But at the end of the day, he's a premiership winning coach. Mm -hmm. um, he's been in coaching now for what 10, 15 years, like in top grade coaching. So he's got a lot of runs on the board with his current. My only concern with Michael Maguire is that two things. He absolutely is passionate, so you know he's going to be able to at least get the boys up for one series. But how does the longevity of it look? I, I'm not sure because I guess the concern at Rabbitohs was he got the boys up for those two years and then it just went, you know, didn't mm. go well after that. And then the second one is um, how, how flexible is he with the modern day athlete? You know, mm. he, because he is so old school, so like this is the way I'm doing it. Now, he may have changed and you could maybe look to the Kiwi camp and you could see, to my understanding, the New Zealand players love him. So th that may be a sign of he has adapted or – yeah. Again, this is outside looking in. I've never been coached by Michael Maguire, so it's just pure speculation. The positive is, is you're not going to get a bloke more passionate about rugby league. Like, he, 
and loves it. Like yep. if you go back and watch that Tiger Town doco, you can tell how much he loves it. Yeah. Um, he's also not going to let standards slip. So mm. you're not going to get, I don't think he is going to select players that don't deserve the jersey. I think he's going to have quite high standards for the jersey. Yes. Um, he's going to be quite ruthless, I think, in expectations of players in the jersey. Yep. It's just about finding the balance between it's good to do that with the players that aren't all superstars, mm. but sometimes superstars, you need to massage their ego a little For bit sure. and give a bit of gray area to them. Yep. And so I think that's probably going to be his biggest challenge. So you can't, you can't question his commitment. You can't question his runs on the board. You can't question his passion. So it's not, it's not that bad of a selection. It really no, it's, it's, it's really not. It's really not. I think it's just like one that goes, oh, okay, let's see how this goes. I think that's probably how everyone felt. Okay, sure, let's see how this goes. Mate, if he fucking if he if he rips in and takes that passion you're talking about for rugby league and mm. puts that into New South Wales, Class like we might be onto a winner. Well, the, okay, so I think with Michael Maguire, I have no doubt that he could win a series mm. because he's such a passionate. Like what he did with the Rabbitohs to get them up for those two years, especially that second, you could see that it was like all chips in kind of stuff. Like yep. we are going all the way. I guess my judgment would be, can he have sustained success? Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure. But what I do know for sure is I do think he is capable of getting a New South Wales team up for a series win. The, the, he the, needs to get us up for a win next year and then sure. we can start talking about other shit. Yeah, fair. That's do you know fair. what I mean? Because otherwise, otherwise it's fucking three in a row yeah. and then we start to, we start to get PTSD again. <laughs> like, well, let's, just, let's just stop the bleeding. That's a fair point. Maybe I'm looking too far down the track here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. fucking win next season. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm, and I'm then we, and then we can tour. Because like what, what I'm really – and look, it's, it's still only two series in. I think a lot of people forget as well, Billy Slater is in the same position Freddie was in when he started. Correct. And look how quickly everyone turned on Freddie and people forget what he did at the start. But what I do like about what Billy does <clears throat> is it does seem like a recipe for sustained success, the way he handles certain things, selections. The way he, the way he gets players motivated isn't um, – you know, hyper aggression, like fuck, let's mm. kill him kind of thing. It's very mm. methodical, very storm-like, to be honest. Yes, and that's that's what's really um, exciting for Queensland is that that it's not going to be like, oh, we're going to get them all the way up here, and then the next year they're going to be all the way down there. It does seem like there'll be a, but I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we will see. I, look, I um, but I, I actually felt really sorry for Michael McGuire at the end of the Tigers situation, and I think he's been vindicated with how that club is going right now. One hundred percent. So I actually am. You know, a Queensland, obviously, I want to win. But as a Michael Maguire, I don't know the guy. I've actually never met him. But as just as a person, I actually want success for him because of how poorly I think he, it was handled for him at the Tigers. And I'm fucking sorry I felt for him. Mm. So I, I hope he goes well. I hope he goes well. We'll see. We will see. We will see fucking soon. Yeah. Jeez. It's a tough gig, man, that New South Wales coaching it's role. It's like, mate, oh. I'll tell you what, though. If you, if you want a bloke be, can handle it. There will be fucking blood in the streets if we don't win next year. Like, I can already <laughs> see it. If you, if he, he could, this is a big, this is a big, well, look, sort of a coaching choice for him. Ironically, if there's one person that is tried and true being under a fucking shitstorm of media, it's Michael McGuire. That's true. He did it for like two years. Yeah, he did. So he's actually the perfect. Might, he's, he's actually come in battle hardened. Fucking, he's because seen it all. The, the media got to Freddie. Look what they did to him in five years. You know, well, it's not even five years because he won the first two. Yeah. Look what they did to him in three years. Yeah, or even two. Because heading into this series, it was a fucking shit fight for Freddie. 
Well, yeah, he won one. Yeah, in two seasons, the media completely fucking destroyed him, really. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm, like, I'm obviously not happy that Freddie you know, felt so not keen that he quit, but I'm so happy because I can't wait to have just the Freddie that I love back in media. Yeah. He was, he was honestly top three media personalities. And he, I mean, not was. I say was like he is no longer. But I just felt like that extra stress, It just mm. you could see it sometimes, understandably so. I can't wait to get – He was a, he's a legend. I don't think – I think it became uh, you could see it always. Yeah. And I'm happy – I'm happy – like I can't wait to see him happy just enjoying rugby league again. Mm. Like I seriously cannot wait for that. It's a good point you make about Michael Guara though and the and the media because the New South Wales media around Origin is fucking ruthless. He may as well walk out. Like worst in class. He may as well walk out first press conference and go, just fucking do it all Give now, it boys. Yeah. Do it all now. Say everything you want to say now, Give please. Give it to me. And then, if you, and then if I come around the next press conference, we're punching on. He should say that. Yeah. He should go, look, first press conference, you can say whatever you want. Put the gloves on. Second one. Yeah. Gloves on. We're, we're fighting. Gloves on. I like that. Gloves on. That'd be a great approach. Yeah. Because journos would be a bit like Ricky Shirt, Shirt style. Yeah. Ricky Put the Shirt gloves on. on. <laughs> Put the fucking gloves on, though. Have a crack. Uh, so, look, I think that it's. I I've got to. Listen, you know what? I've got to love it. <laughs> I, what, what else am I going to do? Well, it's not bad. Like, it it's really not that bad. It's not it's, that bad. It's not, it's that, not bad. that bad. It's not that bad. Um, it's not now, that bad. And, and I'd be saying, Nathan. Put your fucking head down, bro, and study this off-season, and yeah. you come up with something for us next <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, bring it come in. Come up with a game plan. Uh, first, Because you've won three premierships in a row now, mate. You're starting at your 26 next year or 26 this year, 27 next year. Pretty much retired. I'm like, it's, 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 you're, you're now, you've, you've basically, you're basically ripe as yeah. fuck now. Yeah, yeah. And we need results. I think so first, you go out there and win a season for us, and I'll fucking boy the boys. Love it. First point of call is to make Cleary captain, in my opinion. Yes. And just say, mate, your team. No, 100%. Your team. No, no, but listen, if Tedesco's captain next year, I'll eat my hat. Okay. I'll eat it. Okay, clip it up. Clip her up. Uh, Surely not. (laughs) No. This- He has a a reason to now. He's a new coach too. So he has a- The captaincy- Gotta be Cleary. Was given to him for the fucking World Cup, or mm. not the World Cup for this like little Tri Nations thing we're doing at the end of the year is like a farewell, I think. <clears throat> yeah, we'll and, see. I mean, Teddy is a champion. Madge not afraid to make those tough calls as well. Tedesco well, can't be in the side. The only problem is Madge doesn't have a history with captaincy. Didn't he make like five captains in one year? Oh yeah. yeah. So he might yeah, be, but he's he might got, be a five but captain. he's got such an obvious yeah, captain. I know, I it's know. like it's beyond obvious. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to like. <laughs> Make myself feel better about it. <laughs> Could you imagine if he rolled out the five cups? <laughs> he won't. It'll be clear. It'll be clear. Um, yeah. Now, store shout-outs. <laughs> the Hill Bar and Kitchen in Jerringong. Josh and Connor have a have got a few kegs uh, of the lager. Get down and try us on tap. That's the Hill Bar and Kitchen in Jerringong. Lake Illawarra Hotel have a keg of lager on tap. The proceeds of this are going to Illawong. Uh, Illawarra Convoy which is on the 19th of November get into some bloke on tap and support a good cause that's Lake Illawarra Hotel and the proceeds of this are going to the Illawarra Convoy that's the 19th of November Terrigal Hotel these guys are stocked up on both midi and lager treat yourself over the weekend and Womburl Womburl Wines Chris and the team are loaded up Yeah, if you're in town swing by at Womburl Wines uh, speaking of the Tigers Speaking of the Tigers. Speaking of them Tigers. They thought the grass was greener with hot boy Alex Twole. They thought, you know what? We don't value you. We don't appreciate you. We want your gonskis, bruh. 
And then all of a sudden, they saw all the attention he got from other clubs. And mm. they thought, you know what? We want to keep you. We mm. want to keep you. Now, that's not exactly what happened. But basically, long but, story so, short. Well, essentially. Long story short, they said he's got permission to leave. And then now they've said, no, they want to keep him. And they've uh, officially signed him as of 10 minutes ago. What? They've officially signed him as of 10 minutes ago. So it's official. They signed him? Like re-signed him. They've just announced it. Wait, wait. But... He was under contract for next year. Yeah, yeah, they've signed him to a 27. So they've given him an extra year, yeah. a couple of years. There you go. It's good stuff. Yep. That's like 2027, yep. <laughs> Tigers. Oh my fucking. What's going on over there? What is, what? So we want you to leave. Or your free, which is, listen, go and shop yourself around is akin to fuck off. That's what that means. You're free to look means fuck off, mate. That's what it means. He goes out to market and people go, you know what? There's room in our side for a clubman. Because clubman, boy, boys. <laughs> boy, boys. You know what I mean? Clubman make the fucking club go round, mm. so to speak. You know what I mean? It's like mm. the janitor. You don't you don't see what they're doing, but everything's clean. Well, I'll give you an them. example. There's a guy called Mido at the Broncos. He's more of a Broncos than me. He's never even played a game because he go. he's around. He's not even in the squad, but he's always been there, helping out, packing things up, organizing things. He was the bloke that picked up the spoons a few years ago. Heart and soul. Sort that's of heart and soul yeah, shit. That's what I'm talking about. And the, some of the Tigers have realised, Jesus Christ, maybe we do need a clubman. <laughs> maybe we do need a clubman. And here we are. They've re-signed him. I, I wonder if that was because there was sort of a disharmony between Sheen's, Benji, you know? like. And what is like Benji stepped in and said, hang on a well, second. Well, because it seems strange to me that someone gets re-signed for, what, an extra, what's, three years or two years, five, six, well, no, three years. A massive deal. If he was unwanted fucking two seconds ago. And like, okay, so was it not true? But then why didn't Tigers come out and deny it and say, no, 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 we want... No, no, I think it was true. I think there's just like too many chefs in the kitchen, so oh to speak. Oh, my God. What, what else the, makes sense? What the hell? Oh, I'll tell you what, they made the right decision. Hey, yeah. Sometimes we go strange ways. Yeah. They go strange ways, but at least they made the right call. Yeah, they've made the right call. It could have been far easier. <laughs> You've taken a bumpy route, so to speak. What about Alex Toll's last couple road. of weeks? He's gone from... Oi, brah, all that effort you've put in the last few years, we don't want you to, oh, here's a three-year upgrade and you're already re-signed for next year. <laughs> so we didn't even need to do it right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Holy. And because, and I tell you how you know it's true because everything that gets leaked out of the Tigers always is. It's true. So much so, a day before this dropped, Stefano's come out and said, could we please stop leaking stuff to the media? Uh, to the media? And then a day later, it gets leaked that Twole has no longer, like you backflipped on their idea of letting him go. <laughs> when, you play a, when, you, when one of your players has to come out like begging people. 22-year-old too. 22-year-old begging people to stop leaking stuff to the media. What does that say? What does that say? <laughs> look, look, okay, let's look at the positives. A leakier ship there has never been. Let's go glass, glass half full. It looks like Benji has said, nah, brah, that's not happening on my watch. Clearly. And gone, he's staying at the club. So positive is, it looks as like Benji has the final say. Put down kind of stuff. You would, you would have to think that that's what's happened. Surely. Surely Benji's gone, bro, I've been a part of clubs for fucking the last 20 years. I need boys that boy boys. He'll get it. He, if anyone was going to get it, it'd be Benji. It'd be fucking Benji. 
So that's glass half full that you finally mm. got a guy in Benji that's going to go, nah, bruh, I know about boy and boys. Yep. And he's a boy boyer. Yep. You can't win the con without boy boys. <laughs> it can't be done. Can't. Literally can't be done. Like Penrith essentially have fucking 13 or well, 17 let me, boy let boys. Me, let me put it this way. If you don't have boy boys, who's going to boy the boys? <laughs> exactly. They're just going to be boys. They'll just be boys. boys. Without, like boyless boys who, who haven't been boyed. You think that Penrith ran out to that grand final without being boyed? Is that what you reckon? They were boyed with an inch of their fucking life. You reckon they came back 24-8? Boyless? <laughs> is, that what you, is that what you're going to fucking try and tell me? I don't think so. Nah, nah. I don't, I don't think, so, think so. I mean, yeah. Biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> now, apparently, Matt mainly tried to get a swap deal with Twole Kepi. Kepi ended up signing with South, which put an end to it. Anyway, long story short, Twole will remain at the club. So, yes, very strange how we got there. But the right thing has happened. It's the right thing. The, right, the right thing, thing has happened. He worked his ass off. Celebrate Tigers fans. Uh, also more Tigers news. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> just... God's be good. Uh, look, would, ti- would rugby league exist without the Tigers? I tell you, I give you the fucking hot tip, <laughs> Denon. The rights deal, the increase in pay for the players, the attention, bums on seats, as, as a... As a Big part to do with the Tigers. They're almost like the Kalen Ponger of getting bums on seats, but for clubs. They're like, they're like you know, an off-season scandal. Not a bad one, like a, you know, put your dick in a schooner glass type yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. That just gets eyeballs <laughs> and puts articles in papers and, you know. It keeps the fucking, the industrial complex of rugby league going. Just keeps things <laughs> spinning, keeps things churning. That's the Tigers, because if there's a slow news day, there's never a slow news day at the Tigers. They just ring fucking the Tigers and go, oh, yeah. you got nothing going on? Yeah, and then they go, oh, yeah, we're trying to sack the fucking chairman. <laughs> <laughs> fucking perfect. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Speak to you next week. Mate, the journos all better be on their knees for the Tigers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't have jobs, bro. Oh, mate. mate. The whole fucking industry would collapse. We wouldn't have a job either. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Tigers reportedly after Bradman Best. Uh, this, this for me, all just depends on how much you're paying him, really. So you're after Bradman Best, are you? Well, Origin Tigers. player. Yeah, sure. Well, it, it's conflicting uh, reports. It, like, at the Knights, initially before he went on this good run, they were like, you're on too much money, the reports that, you, that we heard. Then there was like, oh, actually, we want to resign. I, so it's just, you, you wonder whether is... Is this the Bradman Best camp putting this out there to get the Knights to come to the table? Because, like, why would Bradman Best want to leave what's going on up Knights? He, he, well, he definitely wouldn't. Unless it's either way more money or the Knights are just saying, sorry, bro, like... There was a lot of belief in the Knights, though, and, like, you could just tell that they were fucking hot and horny. Yeah. And I reckon that if he... He obviously bought into that. Yeah. So how much money do you need to get paid to leave that sort of he's situation? So and too. he's so young. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this was just some shrewd management. Yeah. Surely the, the, the Knights are at least offering him like, you know, four or five hundred K. What are we like, what are we worlds and worlds and worlds yeah. away? Surely yeah. not. Whereas like the Tigers couldn't be offering him more than I hope not more than like Six, seven. Seven. Seven because that you know they're struggling, but the reports were eight. That's too much money. That's way too much money. I wouldn't pay I'm trying to think any center eight hundred K, I don't think. You just can't. I know oh, the salary cap's gone up, so maybe you can. But I'm just trying to think of, like, okay, let's say Joey Marnie, for example. He's the best centre in the game, a lot of people think. I know mm. he didn't win it this year. But do they impact the game enough to be paid $800,000? Would you pay Luttrell 800 post centre? It's what he got offered at the Roosters and he left. 
I think just because he wanted to play, serves. he wanted to play fullback. But well, I'm just saying, <laughs> he, he apparently knocked that back. Um, Latrell, I might make an exception because it's like he is an exception. You know? Yes, he is an exception. Well, he's to an exception to the rule. Yeah, but yeah, generally he, speaking, you don't pay centers eight hundred thousand. It's absurd amount of money. What about yeah. Val? What about Val Holmes? <clears throat> oh, when they're oh, that's a tough one because mm. he brings so much experience for him, and you saw how much they fell off when he got. Suspended with this new increasing cap, yeah, you probably would. I tell you what, I would pay the best of the best, maybe with the increase, not with the old cap, but they have to be able to play wing center. That's what I was about. Uh, sorry, wing, wing fullback. Yeah, yeah, they've got to be versatile because if they just play center, because like, there's always yeah. injuries and shit. Yeah, you need to be able to move them around. If they just are like out and out center, mm. out and out, just out and out. If they're just out and out, yep, be cool. Um, Stefano says he wants to sign long-term but wants the club to stop leaking news and <laughs> hung up. Well, listen, I, I, I can promise you this. Stefano won't be signing a long-term deal. <laughs> There's no way. Oh, man. Um, so Lee, the chairman of um, the Tigers, re-elected... Um, litigiously. As, litigiously. Re-elected. But then a week later it came out they reportedly... Reportedly? Mm. Allegedly? Yep. They want him to give up his SEN deal and he won't do it. So they, that's, that's what reportedly they're frustrated with that he speaks to the media so much. It's so just, his SEN deal is what? I think he just, you know, speaks oh, to them He's just on it once a week or something. Once a oh, week. Oh, he goes on there. Yeah, and he just yarns about the going-ons of the club. Oh, and they want him to stop. It would be a little bit difficult as a coach when you're like, bruh, could I just like... Like, I get that the fan, it's good that the fans know what's going on, but at the same time, like... I'm a coach. I'm trying to get stuff done here. Yeah. It, it's extra pressure I don't need. Well, he does a pod. Oh, no, that's Pasco. Pasco does the podcast. Oh, you're sitting down. Was it sitting down with Ask the CEO or something? Ask the CEO. Something like that. It's a great name. It's a great name. There's a couple. I think there's, I think there might be some people in the C-suite, as they call it, mm. who need to just fucking, yeah. Just chill. Just. For a little bit at least. Get some, yeah, a little bit. Just you, a little bit. And then you can, you know. Maybe what? less podcasts, less fucking radio gigs and more. Let's run the club. More club running. Speaking of great speeches all time or great communication to the audience all time, did you watch Ivan Cleary's chat or his speech, um, Penrith Panthers speech? I, I haven't seen the whole thing. I watched literally the whole thing. It's on YouTube. It's fuck yeah. It's fucking so good, mate. Um, because you know how he's so reserved usually? Well, you don't hear much out of you him. You don't hear much out of no. him, but you get a real good insight. And I thought it was really interesting that – First of all, he is still stinging from that Melbourne Storm loss a few years ago. Um, and he even like made a joke of like- In the they, grand final. In the grand final. Yeah. It's like, you know, they, they taught us a lesson, but you know, we feel like we've got, you know. And, and then he was saying things like, he would be like in the middle of a speech, he'd be like, when we lost to X club, and then the audience would laugh and he'd go, why are you laughing? That's how much he hates losing. <laughs> and you can go and watch it. Um, it's a really interesting. Oh, he's like, well, losses are serious. We're not, they're yeah, not he's like, about why, it. why is all laughing? And then your audience is like, oh, okay. And so every time he heard a laugh when he talked about losing, he would like be like, why are you laughing? And it was like, hey, bro, we just won our third premiership. But that's what makes him so great. You can mm. see it. So go and watch that speech on YouTube, Penrith Panthers YouTube. Really, really good insight into. I mean, he is love that. He is walking into territory of one of the best coaches we've seen. Oh, of mate. the modern era, mate. And again, I, I don't know how many times I need to say this. They're a, they're a fucking almighty sniff for four. It's crazy. 
It's fucking. And then mental. you can start thinking about five. Like that's they're fucking unbelievable. It's it's almost their system a- is absurd. They've got the best fucking player in the game, and their defense is just ridiculous. Yeah. And that's how you win the fucking things. Crazy. Uh, quick store shout-outs. Club Hotel Chinchilla. Pop into Ooh. a huge drive-through for some bloke beers. Mal and the team are now stocking uh, in all of the bottle marts in Chinchilla. That's right. We are in all bottle marts in Chinchilla. Hotel Maraboon. Supercellers Drive in Emerald. Ask Jesse for some bloke out west. That's Hotel Maraboon in Supercellers Drive-through. The Club Hotel. Big celebrations. Superstore. Haley's got you sorted in Roma. Red Beret Hotel. Dave and the crew. Always carry bloke beers in Cairns and Lily White Hotels. Get in your celebration stores in Bowl, Bushland Beach, Precinct and Mount Stewart for bloke lager in Townsville. Uh, huge news. Dylan Edwards has made his way into the Kangaroos team and he will play on the pick and swing wing against Samoa. Good on him. Great stuff. I'm fucking, this is a feel good story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a, you know what? How good's rugby league sort of story? Yeah. Dill Edwards, fucking great player. Mm. A lot of people go, geez, I, I feel sorry for him because he, there's a chance he doesn't get any rep on us. Yep. And here we are. Here we are. Guy's getting a fucking jersey. Love it. Put him on the sting. He'll do a job. He'll do a job. Fucking oath. I reckon he'll kill it. Yeah, he'll kill it. Because he's he's runs out of dummy half a heck. No, nah, he'll kill it. He'll be he'll be rock solid. I cannot wait to see him play. Good. Doesn't mind a high ball. Doesn't mind a high ball, loves to roll the sleeves up. He almost is sleeveless at times, but it's just his sleeves are all the way rolled up. Yeah, no, because he's he, exactly a common misconception that <laughs> a common mistake people make in regards yeah. to Dylan Edwards. Like, is he wearing a singlet? Or? People think he's playing in a fucking singlet. <laughs> he's not. He's got his sleeves rolled up, doing a job. Doing a fucking job. And I just look at Dylan Edwards and I go, that bloke loves his country. Oh, don't you reckon? Fucking oath, he loves you his can, country. You can just tell. You, you can tell. You can tell. Just normally hearing the anthem, he has to hold tears back. Just I'm, normally. Have a look at Dill. I reckon they might be a bit watery. What, dollar, dollar twenty to water. Jeez, it's short. Very I reckon, short. I reckon he's. I reckon he's short. I'm not tall. I don't think you'll be sobbing, but I think there might be a tear. <laughs> Could you imagine if you like? You know, it's funny. If there's about, not a tear, there'll be a glint. You know, what's funny about anthem is that we, you know, we we see a bloke or a Sheila crying, and we're like, yeah. Fucking oath, you love the country. But if they sobbed, he'd be mm. like, um, mm. listen, bro, I love your passion. <laughs> yep. But I don't want you to be unmanned or unwomaned listen, in, by the moment. Listen, there's a job to do. <laughs> there's a fucking there's job. There's still a job to do. <laughs> and you're sobbing. All the crowd's sobbing. It's like, well, it's the same as, you know, you, you get emotional at your own wedding, right? But yeah. you don't sob because that's uncouth. That is super uncouth. And it's also, like, get it together, mate. If you need to carry this family out of a burning building, I can't have you sobbing. Yeah, what, you're going to sob your way in and out? I don't <laughs> think so. You won't be able to see where you're going. I need you sharp between the ears. So I'm allowing tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glint's tears. Glint's tears. Crying. Not sobbing. No sobbing. If you're sniffing <gasps> like that. No. <laughs> you're doing that. Like you've been winded. <laughs> if I was a woman, I'd turn around and walk out. No, nah, it's, it's fucking gross, mate. And it'll give me the ick. So no sobbing. <laughs> if that was my daughter, I'd be like... Stop. Nah. Yeah. Has anyone got any objections? I do. I fucking do. That bloke's sobbing up there <laughs> and it's fucked. How's he going to protect me, nah. daughter, if the world ends? No, nah, he's weak. He's sobbing. Well, because his, his emotions have got the better of him. Exactly. Which and that's nothing. what sobbing is. I don't, look, crying isn't. Crying, crying is nice fine. release. There's nothing wrong with... If you're going to sob, that's fine. Just do it privately. <laughs> <laughs> Even still. Look, whatever you do by yourself, I'm not going to. I'm not going to well, encroach. No, I won't know. I, I won't encroach. I won't know. Yeah. If a tree falls and I wasn't yeah. there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Tears, love it. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Glint, beautiful. Glint's great too, but sobbing on your knees. Nah. 
when not you get for married. Me. Not, not for me. me. Not so for me. that's the only word of warning I'll give to Dill as he makes his debut against <laughs> Samoa. Good on you, bro. And He's done say. it. And what would you do if you, as the, the, the anthem was playing, he was doing this, rolling oh, his sleeves up? Probably have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good. Jeez, um, you've got some throbbers in, in that back line. Tone Where our, our side's too good. It's just it's it's it'll change over time. I think as the islands get stronger and stronger. But for now, there's only one sheriff in town. Let's be honest. Let's be fair, income. One single sheriff. I saw a tip saying Samoa would win the whole thing. No. So Samoa. No, I can't. I can't see how that's possible. So Samoa Faalongo, he is going to be at number one. If you want to watch a player, a throbber of the future, watch the fullback for Samoa. But one of the Interesting selections is Stephen Crichton at six. Who was picked by the great and the powerful rugby league Gurino, who just goes, eyeballed the squad and goes, geez, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, did he say? Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah. Jesus, that's a good call. He's fucking fucking sharp between the ears, mate. He is that sharp. That's it. Said it a couple of times. What do you got there, Matty, or are you just holding on? I was going to say the coach of um, Samoa is the Penrith assistant. So he's been with Critter for the whole year. So there's been a lot of backlash, you know, quotation. I don't understand the backlash. Like, we're talking about a throbber mm. that has played centre wing. We know his defence is outstanding. We don't need him to be fucking Joey Johns with the ball. No. You just needed him to tackle really well. Yeah. Boy the boys. And truck a bit. And truck a bit of nut on the edges there. You think Critter couldn't do that? He's a, he's a great defensive player, and he could fucking chuck seed. He's and he one can, of the best. He can, he can throw a nut. What are we talking about? I don't about? know if he can throw a nut. And he's one of the best defensive um, outside backs in the comp. And his short kicking game, fucking ask Broncos how good that is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's fucking joke. He had on a fucking string, string mate. Oh. It's, so, a, it's a stretch even calling it a short kicking game because he was kicking it from 35, 40 yeah, out. Yeah, I know. I know. And getting him <laughs> cherry right. He was like Reno kicking. Yeah. It was fucking unbelievable. At, 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 a, at like... The most critical part of the whole season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally. Still behind, like, and getting it right. Unbelievable. Uh, I will say that the, with the Samoa side, one selection I am surprised at, Tuolangi on the wing and Tonamapaya in centre. I would have gone, unless he's injured, apology if he's injured, I would have gone Marju on the wing and I would have gone Tuolangi in the centres. They haven't picked Greg. Not to, unless he's injured, but not in this starting side, no. Interesting, because he's had one of the great seasons. One of the best... Now, and maybe, he's a fucking handful. He is a fucking rugby league, in, national and international handful. Correct. Um, and so that's what's because he was me. in the squad. Definitely, he's, I'm he's a, definitely in the squad. Surely, could you check? I'm pretty sure he's in the squad. No, he's definitely in the squad. But and I'm I understand just, the idea that Tonema. They wouldn't have picked him if he was injured, right? Yeah, true. Tonema Paya, I get it. He's a specialist centre, but sure, surely Tuolangi can get a job done. He played a little bit during the year. I know he had some defensive lapses, but Tonema Paya in the squad for sure. For sure. No, and I would have started Greg, 100%. It's like, I just think Greg's fucking so good. Especially his form, like, the back end of the year. It was unbelievable. Mate, he's, I think he averaged the most, like, averaged the most tries per game of any winger in the comp. So, yeah. Uh, really interested to see Keenan Palacia. Titans fans watch this closely. Obviously, Broncos player. He is starting at 13. So that's going to be interesting to see him start at 13. But this, this like, forward pack, Stefano, Paolo, Leilua, Lemuelu and Palacia. Ooh, it's young, hot, and horny. Except for Polo, obviously, he's a bit older. What about the fights? <laughs> I didn't actually watch didn't them. Watch no, them? I didn't watch them. Mate, they're fun. Like, this idea that, like, they've got to be fucking Floyd Mayweather. I just like him as a boxer, not outside the ring. Like, listen, listen, listen. It doesn't... Just enjoy it. it. it, it 
What are you talking about? They're not boxers. They're just blokes having a throw. They're just throwing down. That's all it is. That's all it is. Leaguey's fighting is, has always been good for the soul. It's always great. It's a bomb. The season's ended, guys, and you've got no rugby league. What's better than seeing rugby league throw punches at each other? That's right. And everyone always says, bring back the biff. But then when they get in the ring, you Whoa. don't like them anymore. Which, which, which one is it? Yeah. Which one is it? You can, it's two camps. Bring back the biff camp yep. or I just don't want to see rugby league players fight. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Saturday night, the big day had its claws into me. Mate. So I missed it. Oh, fair point. Fair point. You know um, what I mean? I was celebrating the greatest rose over time. Listen, yeah. I, I had a, I had a, uh, a reason. Well, a scheduling yeah. conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scheduling clash. <laughs> clash. Um, but Junior Polo as Benny Hannett. First of all, massive props to Benny Hannett for getting in there because everyone knows how good Junior Polo is. Ben Hannett is a warrior. <laughs> He's a warrior. And so is bloody Jared Wallace going against Nelson Asafa Solomona. You've got to have rocks in your head, mate. Like, Nelson is... He's a super heavyweight. He's 30 kilos bigger. Is he the biggest man in rugby league? Yeah, for sure. Easily. For sure. Fucking enormous. He's, I think he's 30 kilos more than... 30 kilos. Like, 20 to 30 kilos more than Jared Wallace. He's huge. He's 130-something kilos. Mate, you go and pick up, 50, like, 15-kilo dumbbells and just walk around. Oh. Just walk around the house. And, like, he actually can box, too. Like, he's in... For a footy player, yeah. he knows how to throw a punch. He's his father, I think, was a boxer as well. Within the first thirty seconds against Jared Wallace, he tries to th- put his head down and, and drive in. Nelson just goes Doshka, massive uppercut. Something goes flying. I think it's a tooth, but I haven't heard confirmation on that. And Wallace gets back up. He get and he keeps trucking nut. And <laughs> just getting, mate. See, that's not my cup of tea. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's not my. It's not. That's not how I'd like to spend my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting Nelson. Yeah, no. Nah, nah, Couldn't nah, be anything nah. worse. What do you got there, Some mate? people love it, though. I don't think these numbers are all too correct. It says Nelson's 115 and Wallace is 111. Nelson's not 115. There's, There's no, no way. way. There's no way. Um, on how the would night, that be possible? He had to, he, what's he, like six, eight? 200. 200 centimetres. <laughs> and they, 115, you reckon? Yeah. I don't think so. And yeah, Wall nah. is maybe six foot one being generous yeah I, I don't trust these numbers yeah and also when he was walking out it said i'm pretty sure it said 130 kilos um but yeah the junior polo so he he basically drops benny hunter and i don't know why the ref or the they didn't throw the towel in because then he just got flogged for another 30 seconds it's too tough too tough for his own good he doesn't give a shit either. oh he man. loves it so massive credit to all the boys that gotten out of fight really enjoyable Tamalolo versus rcg rcg can move Mm. He had fucking great style, great style. I, I thought I was surprised at how um, natural RCG looked. Like, man, he was great. He beat Tamalolo. Jesus, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, he beat Tamalolo. And he's had a couple of fights, Tamalolo. Oh, uh, I don't know if he's had his first. Fights. I think it's his first. But again, I think they just get in there for fun. Like, I don't think that that they like sitting there going, "I'm going to be the next fucking heavyweight champion." But yeah, great night, great night of fights. Now, tips for the weekend: Australia versus Samoa. What are you going? Australia. How, by how much? 13 plus. Man of the match? Cherry Evans. DCE. Matty, who are you going? Yeah, Aussies by a lot, I reckon. I reckon yeah, I reckon, it'll, I reckon it could be. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Aussies by 18. Uh, and I'll go Munster. All right. I'm going Aussies 13 plus. And man of the match. I'm just going to go Dylan Edwards because the romance of it all. Mm. You know? Maybe if he went out and scored like three tries, yeah, four tries, just I, dominated. I just want to get a part of the romance. You yeah. Know? You know? Yep. Fair, um, that's fair. That's a fair call. PNG versus Cook Islands. PNG. PNG. They would be heavy favourites, wouldn't yeah, they? PNG 13 plus, I'm going. Yeah, me too. 100%. Cook 
Cook Islands are quite they're, they don't have a whole lot of depth. Man of the match, Lockie Lamb. Man of the match, Lockie Lamb. Now reports coming out today that Eddie Jones set to quit the Wallabies and signed with Japan to be their head coach. Now these are just reports um, that have come out. Now as strong know, reports, strong reports, and to be honest, I, I we spoke about this. I'm not sure if I spoke about it on the show, but. You know, when he lost that massive game and he started talking like, look, if the board want to review me and they don't want me going forward, I was like, mate, he is angling to get, get, I guess, rushed so that he can take a role. Now, he denied he denied that there was ever an interview for Japan, but now there's reports coming out saying that he's, he's told Australian rugby that there is an offer from Japan that he hasn't taken yet along those lines. Mate, the, reports, the reports are coming out is that he's going to fucking coach Japan. Like, you can, we can get bogged down in the bullshit all we want, mm. but that's what they've been reported, and I'm fucking choosing to believe it, if I can be quite honest with you. There were reports that he'd met with Japan, right, which was already fucking highly suspicious, given he only took the job six months ago. Why is he meeting with Japan? And he wouldn't be meeting with Japan. Japan wouldn't have even met with him unless he'd reached out to them saying, would you be interested in me coaching you? Mm. There's no meeting with Eddie Jones from Japanese rugby if he's fucking signed for the Wallabies for four years. We well, don't just run each other on the street and go, oh, by the way, would you like to coach our, our country? Japan wouldn't go, okay, sign with Australia for four years. Let's go see if he wants to coach after three months. What are we talking about? Of course that didn't happen. So he's reached out. First fucking red flag. Yeah. Second one is he wouldn't deny it in a press conference. Someone was like, are you going to be here next year? And he wouldn't answer the question. He wouldn't say, yes, 100% I will be. He didn't mm. say that. Mm. Kept being like talking in cryptics and codes and all that bullshit. So, again, alarming. Then this report comes out that he's going to Japan. I choose to believe it for those former reasons. Like, if you add them all up, it makes sense. He's a trader. People called him a trader mm. when he came out here coaching England the last couple of times, and he fucking hated it. And now it's pretty much true, though. I, I cannot believe that a guy would take this huge contract. Basically, we get rid of Dave, Dave Rennie. Rennie. Yep. We get rid of him. He's offered this massive contract by apparently, a, apparently four million over four years. By a game that is gasping its last dying breath in this country. Yeah, it's on the way out. It, then he comes into a World Cup, basically doesn't select the older players, to my understanding, and, and goes in with the excuses of I'm trying to build for the future. Selected young unknowns generally. Then we go to the World Cup, we have our worst World Cup in history. Then And we lose to Fiji. And we lose to Fiji. They beat us for the first time ever. Then on top of that, before he went, went to World Cup, reportedly talking to Japan. Look, whether he had a meeting or didn't have a meeting, he was clearly talking to him in some capacity. He had a meeting with like, him. Like, whether he did or he didn't. But just before a World Cup, even though you've just signed a four-year deal. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Like, actually disgraceful. And, we would, and when we sacked Dave Rennie, we would have had to pay him out yep. to get fucking Eddie Jones. And look, I don't mind if you don't have a job with Australian rugby and you feel you want to coach another country, that's okay. That's okay. What I have an issue with is you are the coach of Australia mm. and you are literally interviewing or thinking about taking head coaching roles of other countries. That is absolutely disgraceful. And to do that to a game, think about the damage that's going to do to the game if he does leave and goes to Japan. Like, okay, who's the next head coach? All those players that didn't make the World Cup, are they back in? Like, think about the damage this guy's going to do. And I'm sure he's going to run the... If he does leave, he's going to run the... I guess the excuses of, oh, I was promised this, I was promised this. Look, it's exactly what he'll do. He'll come in and say it was an absolute shit show. I was promised X, Y, Z. I was told that the situation was different than it was. Bullshit. You could have got on the blower to fucking 
plenty of people that would have known the truth about Australian rugby, and I'm sure you did. Yeah, but you got paid a lot of coin yep. to come and do this. On top of that, okay, there were certain things that you might have been promised. Were you paid your full wage this whole time? I'm pretty sure he probably was paid his full wage this whole time. So in six months, you are already willing to go, you know what, I don't have, I don't have the want to stick it out and help Australian rugby. So you've given up after six months. And we've got a World Cup here. Yes. Next, the next World Cup's in Australia. Like there was a plan in place, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, but that's the other thing that's frustrating is he's like, well, I'm planning for the future. I'm planning for the next World Cup. That's why I'm having all these young guys and give them experience. Like, and then to just bail. Insane. Like it, the damage that he's done to rugby that's already on its knees. Like it probably can barely to pay, afford to pay him his frigging contract. Well, if he loses, they won't have to pay him out, obviously. And so the, the fact that he has even got offers on the table is disgraceful. Is because he's gone looking for Exactly. It. He would have said to himself, fuck this, can't be bothered. Japanese rugby were good to me. I enjoyed my time over there. And we, he would have got on the blower. But the, the worst part is he's done it after like six months. He can come out and say, I was promised the X, Y, and Z. Well, how much time did you give six it? Six months. He would, I, it feels to me like he reached out to Japanese rugby months after getting the well, job. Well, had to be. Because like, the World Cup started, what, a month ago? Yeah. So you got you basically, that. for that to all come together, you'd have to say at least in, week, in month four, at least of his contract, he was talking, uh, sending fillers out. When did he sign for Australian rugby, like March? <laughs> it, it is disgraceful. It is, as I said, if you feel you want to coach another country whilst you're not under contract with Australian rugby, fair enough, that's everyone's decision. I, like I personally, well, I don't know what I would do, but like that's whatever. Reaching out to other countries whilst you're the head coach of Australia Going is to a World Cup. Is actually disgraceful. He was reappointed in January. All right, so he would have reached out to them, let's say September, nine months in. What are we, October? No, I'm going to say August. I'm going to say eight. So eight months in. Seven, eight months. We'll say seven or eight months he's starting to reach out. Like, so you didn't even give it 12 months to see. Like, look, if it was, if it was two and a half, three years in and he started saying, look, it's been three years. I haven't been given what I promised. I've tried as hard as I can. Maybe you could understand, but this bizarre way that it's been gone about where – you know, he's almost, it was all, like, the conspiracy in me feels like it's almost as if he's angling to get sacked so that he could take another role because he's realised how much of a shit show Australian rugby is. Like, then, well, you should have done your due diligence, I know, mate. Exactly. Like, don't you have any, Fuck. do you have, you don't care at all? Crazy. Fucking unbelievable. Great, one of the great traders of all time. Like, I just cannot believe. Right up there. That a game on its knees like, on its no no it's not even on its knees it's, it's on its deathbed it's on its deathbed you agree to millions of dollars from them that and they don't have that they don't have and they're, they're you're basically it's a savior so at the very least if he just like if he let's let's say he tries to trot out i was promised all these things let's say he trots that out if you stayed and did your job you're guaranteed so you're not doing this out of a favor for a rugby union it's not like you're coming back saying you know what rugby's given me so much i'm going to come and help australian rugby no you're getting paid millions of dollars so if he just stayed and do it did his job he would get millions of dollars for it but you're i guess so selfish and don't care about the game that you want to go you know what this place is fucked. Well, why did you take the job Craziness. He would have known it was fucked when he signed. It's craziness. I cannot believe I know, it. I, I have nothing to do with Rugby Australia, I can, but I can use my fucking common sense oh. and go, the place looks like it's fucked at the moment. 
pretty I, obvious. I feel so sorry for Rugby Australia. They you can't take the money and then <laughs> fuck off because it wasn't to your liking yeah. when you you should have known and yeah. you would have known what you were getting yourself Because, like, into. worst case, what it looks like is you just use Australia as a stepping stone it's to get a job that exa- you want. That's exactly what it looks like. And, and leverage. Lev- and leverage as to well. like, well, if you want me to, if you want to, if you want to get me from Australia, you might need to crazy bump it up craziness like and talk about again you know rugby australia has given him so much like look at his career look how far he's come and you can't even stay for a bit longer to try and revive the game in this country after everything that you know you've been given by the game of rugby and if you weren't prepared to do that why take the job exactly it's just oh man i cannot believe it it's It's disgraceful it's, it's disgraceful it's mate it's it's the worst possible fucking thing that could happen and look if it's all not true and he sticks around then no, apologize. no, but no, mate. Shit like this coming out doesn't. It never goes the other way. Yeah, uh, mate. It's just. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Alex Twile. Maybe Alex Twile. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we're in an Alex Twile situation. I don't think so. No. No, I don't. Okay. Well, he's, yeah. Look. Anyway, it's it's disgraceful. I, I cannot believe that the head coach of Rugby Australia, while the game is dying, would would like the thing is would even be fielding offers. That's the thing. No, no. Let alone take one. No, no, but it's it's not even fielding them. It's it, it's taking them, it's fielding them. It's but it's also asking for them. He's it's gone look he's gone looking and then denied it. But also not denied it and then made out like we're all idiots. Yeah, like oh and, and the audacity to say the press is being too negative. Yeah, and exactly. Up. And everyone going, Oh, fucking give yourself uppercuts, like we're gonna go over and prove everyone wrong and win the World Cup and beat New Zealand. Like you're just all talk- you were talking shit the whole time. And not even a good dribbler, a shit dribbler. Just just the just the worst stint <laughs> I've ever seen all sports. And what what I don't get is does he Name a worse stint. Well he like does he have plan to eventually live in Australia? Like, like he, everywhere he goes, I know. he'll be remembered as that guy. Mate, it's fucking unbelievable. Oh, my God. Anyway, oh, before we go, guys, before we go, maybe keep your shekels ready. In a few weeks, we may have reached out to the printers. We may have reached out to the shirt manufacturers. Might have done a deal. We might have done a deal. We maybe cost an arm and a leg. You haven't seen my legs yet. I might have literally given my leg for this, for you guys. We might have done a deal for the punter and the dribbler. So? And the community. Couple people, of weeks. Couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. That's out. what we've been told. Couple of weeks. Set, set your little shekels aside. Couple of weeks. We've been told a couple of weeks. Can't say more. That's all we'll say. That's is all that we've say. been told a couple of weeks. Um, I think that's us done and dusted. Is that us? That's us done and dusted. As usual, we'll go and fuck ourselves. Thank you. Bye. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.